0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's live stream. My name is Mike Mimoso, and joining me in in a minute will be Team 82 researcher Vera Menz. We are going to discuss research that Vera published a couple of weeks ago on AccuVox's E11 smart intercoms. These devices are very popular worldwide, and they're used to control access to offices, residential buildings, commercial establishments, and they have many other applications as well. These devices, as we learned, also pose very typical IoT security challenges. We're going to talk to Vera about her work. Uh, we're going to focus on the thirteen vulnerabilities she uncovered in her research into these devices, and also cover what was a very challenging disclosure with the vendor. So let's get started and bring in Vera. How are you? Nice to see you. Hello, Mike.
1: Here. Nice to see you too.
0: So uh, let's get started. Just kind of bring me in how did it happen that you ended up researching uh, you know one of these door phone devices it's not a typical team 82 research project you guys are usually looking at Ot devices PLCs the like how'd you end up on a on a smart intercom
1: so actually we always try to expand our portfolio and at the last two years, I think we did a lot of research on IoT devices and medical devices. And actually last year we uh, did research on a very similar to this one. So it was very natural for us uh, mm-hmm. to go this road. It seems that it, the device is popular and the research on it will have an impact. And an impact is what we are looking for usually.
0: Right. So bring me into your methodology when you research something like this, because you can't necessarily research, you know, a a door that's in use, a door device that's in use. You need to order a device, emulate it offline. Give me a, a little bit of detail on how you went about this.
1: So we are actually not always by devices we research. Uh, but in this case, uh, we need a real device. So we be, will be able to unlock all the possibilities uh, the device can offer and to explore the whole attack surface. So we did order a real one on eBay. Uh, but it took f- so long for it to arrive. And we started to see if we can start our research before the devices here. And it was pretty easy. We found the firmware that was uploaded online on Aquavox uh, website. It wasn't encrypted and we could just download it and start to review it right away. Of course, uh, the embedded devices as many others uh, and also this door phone, is uh, ARM based uh, architecture. So we couldn't just run it on our computers. And luckily for us, we have always some Raspberry Pi, uh, which has an ARM based CPU. So we just copied uh, the binary files from the firmware to the Raspberry Pi, and we could start to emulate the device. And this is how we started uh, to look Uh, for vulnerabilities long before we had an actual device.
0: Raspberry Pi is a lifesaver, isn't it, for you guys?
1: Yeah, (laughs) we we do emulate a a lot of firmware with it, and I think it's my fifth project or maybe sixth that I have uh, a Raspberry Pi uh, put on it, uh, which is uh, quite hard to get nowadays. Uh, To be frank.
0: So uh, let's talk about some of the, maybe the more serious vulnerabilities that you found. You found 13 in all, um, each with some different outcomes, some different severity, but l- let's talk about some of the, the more serious ones. And if you can also explain some of the risks that were involved, uh, you know, that, that some of these vulnerabilities pose to users.
1: Yeah. So, you're right, not all of the vulnerabilities we have found have a great impact, uh, but we did find uh, some that uh, did a major impact on the uh, on the ecosystem of Aquavox. Uh, to start with local vectors, uh, those are uh, the situation when an attacker or some uh, user already within the network. So we have found uh, three major vulnerabilities, which which is uh, authentication bypass to main web interface. The main web interface is the one that can control them. The uh, AcuVox door phone opens the doors, uh, view logs, view photos of whoever comes in into the building. And there is a lot of sensitive information on it. And uh, to bypass the authentication uh, on such service uh, can have uh, an impact. Uh, another one is that was pretty serious is uh, what do what can we do once we have already uh, been uh, authenticated to the server? And we found some uh, uh, command injection parameters that. Uh, led to arbitrary code execution, which means that uh, this um, advisory, this uh, adversary can uh, just run an arbitrary code on the device. uh, And it can be just a door to the whole network for execution. Uh, There is another uh, proprietary protocol that ACOS have developed. uh, and it has like command execution command by design without any authentication. And we were surprised uh, to see something like that uh, because there was no authentication whatsoever. It just you uh, send a, a command you want to run uh, with proprietary protocol and it just been executed. So that's pretty serious. For yeah. <laughs> for devices like that um, but it's still the local uh, the local attack surface and the attacker uh, should be within the network already which is uh, uh, which is a lot but still those, uh, those a lot of those uh, devices are publicly accessible. Uh, we saw them on Shodan or uh, some other services like something like 5000 devices were publicly accessible from public network and those vulnerabilities are relevant for them as well. So this is pretty serious. Uh, in addition to that, uh, there is a remote attack surface. What can we do to uh, devices that we have uh, no connection to? And Uh, We found two serious vulnerabilities. Uh, One of them will be the FTP one. (laughs) If you read uh, the news, the blog, uh, so that it has, uh, we did uh, emphasize it uh, pretty well. Uh, So uh, mainly it uh, says that everyone that enters the door or moves, uh, and the door phone takes a picture and upload this to one server and uh, with one hard-coded password and everyone with the password can just go to the server and download all the pictures uh, from any aquavox in the world. And this was pretty serious. And we were, we were shocked when we saw that. Uh, another one was is the SIP vulnerability. A uh, SIP is just VoIP service for one device to call another or multiple others. And there is a SIP server that should uh, that should uh, manage the access control. And we discovered that there is no access control from, uh, and there is no restriction from one device to call any other Aquavox device, regar- regardless its owner. So. I, if, I have, if I'm have, if i an attacker, I can buy an ACOX device for a rather cheap price and just call another someone's ACOX device and just open the microphone and the, and the uh, camera on the device just to force it. And there is nothing for uh, the other side to do about it. So, this is a pretty serious privacy issue.
0: Yeah, and I mean the FTP vulnerability and the and the SIP one are just unbelievable. Just the implications. Obviously, yeah. depending on where the device is installed, you've got privacy so, issues, personal safety issues. There, there's a lot um, coming from from this work. So it, it's amazing that you found this these vulnerabilities. Um, just what does it say about the security processes of The vendor, I mean, are these typical issues for IoT devices? Are these things that you see normally in terms of, you know, there may not be a lot of of security testing on some of these devices in general?
1: I think that uh, the industry is uh, improving, but there is still a lot, a long way to go, especially in IoT devices, especially... uh, uh, devices that are uh, not committed uh, to uh, security in their portfolio. And there are sure some holes in their CI, CD cycle it seems that no security uh, audit is happening and no penetration testing uh, because those vulnerabilities was were pretty obvious and ftp for example is very old uh, very old protocol i think something somewhere in the 17th and uh, it's not that common that someone uh, would use this uh, protocol nowadays right so uh, it seems that uh, the, the focus on security uh, was surely lacking in their development cycle and i hope that this report and uh, from my my researcher colleagues will push those uh, vendors to look at security issues and understand how important they are and it's must to be taken care of.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, unfortunately, the the disclosure process wasn't very smooth with this vendor. Um, <laughs> I don't know how much you want to share with us, but there's a timeline in the in the report of just you know this began in January 22 with um, Team 82 attempting to research, uh, attempting to contact the vendor with the research. It, Maybe Vera, you can kind of share a little bit about just the back and forth, and we should say that they have finally confirmed um, that these vulnerabilities exist and are working on a fix, which is obviously a win in this case.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, uh, indeed, the disclosure process was uh, difficult. It take it took uh, more than a year. Uh, we did disclose, uh, disclose uh, vulnerabilities as soon as we have found what. Uh, have found them, uh, and uh, we didn't hear from the vendor, and our tickets uh, uh, were closed after uh, we did open them again. Um, After some time uh, for not being able to contact the vendor, we did uh, contact the uh, ICS-3rd. And they uh, did try to contact TACOX as well uh, without success. And they did issue uh, the advisories and the CVs numbers as they understood that the public has to be able to guard itself somehow, Uh, either it's by segmenting the device or removing the device whatsoever. And that's what they did. After the publication, it's like, Couple of weeks ago, uh, Aquavox did uh, did contact us and said that uh, uh, they didn't get any uh, any disclosure process because it went to their spam, and that they will uh, remediate those vulnerabilities as soon as possible, and they are uh, working as as far as I know for the update firmware update. And um, the FTP issues and the SIP issues, the serious ones, uh, those, those are with greatest impact. Uh, they, uh, they It was fixed, it's not working anymore. Uh, so it was a relief uh, for us uh, as uh, consumers of uh, those devices and for the security community, because it says that we did an impact it's just uh, right now there is serious vulnerabilities that are no no longer exist which is just great news
0: yeah it is great news it, it, it's great when you know you can see a, a positive outcome obviously but you know from team 82's point of view the it's important to see vendors kind of respond and, and work with us in, in a coordinated fashion. And that happens a lot. And when it doesn't, it's, it's kind of becoming uncommon, which is, I guess, a good thing, but like, what are some of the things it that you, happens? Right. <laughs> what are some of the things you would like to see vendors do to improve disclosures? And I know we've talked about like product uh, security pages on their websites, secure email addresses, kind of explain why all that's important.
1: Yeah, so right now, the security report, uh, it's not something uncommon to have. We have uh, bounty programs for from many vendors, Google, Facebook, uh, Microsoft, that uh, reward security researchers to provide them vulnerabilities. Uh, so, of course, those are the best ways uh, to reward a researcher on... Uh, on its finding um, and it it doesn't have to go this far uh, if it only would be able to uh, in some constructive way uh, to report those vulnerabilities and to hear from the vendor and have a negotiation and uh, have a process to be defined uh, that, that would be awesome and it happening. it's happening it's we are uh, seeing that happening uh, every time and vendors who uh, doesn't have any uh, defined a uh, way to uh, for a uh, vulnerability remediation uh, cl- uh, cl- we are as clarity as timothy too always happy uh, to help and uh, guide those vendors so it's it is improving but just not fast enough
0: (laughs) yeah yeah it's still uh, a young industry in terms of uh, in terms of those processes but it's it it is getting better so uh, last question vera uh, we should definitely talk about mitigations um you know until Acuvox has a firmware uh, update that's available and been tested and confirmed that it works i think it's important that organizations that do have these devices installed have some advice in terms of mitigations, it's not always feasible to just rip these things out. Yeah. Um, so any, what are your recommendations in terms of, you know, temporarily kind of blunting the impact of these vulnerabilities?
1: So, f- first of all, uh, Aquavox uh, they will issue uh, an update, a, a new firmware uh, without those vulnerabilities, and anyone with uh, those devices uh, should uh, be up to date and uh, look for this update. It, uh, it should come any day now, I think. Uh, about the devices that uh, already is it can be for some reason be updated or just up until the, the update arrives? Uh, it is always important uh, to know what uh, device, what attack vectors the device exposed to. So, if uh, your device, for example, uh, can be fu- found on services like Shodan on census, you should seriously to consider to remove it uh, and uh, to put it. Uh, Uh, Behind some uh, NAT service, or any other solution, so the device won't be accessible from public network, which is a bad practice, uh, regardless of AquaBox vulnerabilities. And another thing uh, that may uh, help within the local network is to to segment uh, the AquaVox devices in different segments, so only uh, specific uh, endpoints will be able to uh, contact the device and communicate with it. This way, even if there is another or new vulnerability of command injections that can lead to remote code execution, the attacker won't be able to do it because he just doesn't have any uh, way to communicate with this device. And uh, as from... Uh, Apart from the main administrator, there is no need for anyone to be able to, to do that anyway. Right. So <laughs> no, nothing is uh, missed here. Um, and uh, of course, uh, the password for uh, the interfaces for the web interface uh, must be changed from uh, the admin, admin default <laughs> one. Uh, so. Uh, even after the update will come uh, still uh, to bypass uh, the authentication with default uh, password is uh, pretty common. Uh, so one should avoid that, of
0: course. Great. Excellent advice. All right, Vera, thank you so much for, uh, for joining me today. I think this is uh, an important conversation and congratulations on, on the good work. Keep it up.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mike.
0: All right. Bye-bye, everyone.
1: Bye.